Family Sunday. If you have not noticed, our little ones, our precious ones are here. I want you to put your hands together for our little ones. Amen. Look at them. They are full of promises, full of life. And if the coming of the Lord tarries, these guys and girls, they are going to become precious, chosen to fulfill the calling that is placed upon their lives. And we as parents and mentors and teachers, we continue to pour into them so that they will continue to grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, as we stand before the Lord, we are going to turn to Joshua, chapter 24, 15, the latter part of the verse. Joshua 24, 15, the latter part of the verse. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Amen. Father, we are grateful to you this morning for your word. We pray that you will speak into our lives. Lord, we trust in you. We confide in you. I pray that you will release your grace and anointing in the place that will make the proclamation of your word effective. Every resistance to the preaching of God's word and every critical spirit. We bind them in Jesus' name and we take victory. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Okay. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. All glory to the Lord. Praise God. As soon as we read the scripture, we are aware of what the Lord is going to speak to us through this scripture. Praise God. Amen. Do you know what is today's title for the scripture? Display the title, please. What's your vision for your family? Praise the Lord. What's your vision for your family? Well, do you have one? It's our prayer that before we walk out of this place, if you don't have one, you will have one. And if you do have one, you will make a commitment that you will strive to fulfill that vision for your family. Praise the Lord. I'm going to read those verses one more time. I want to bring the context to our attention as it's recorded in 14 and 15 of the same chapter. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity. And in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood, and in Egypt, and serve the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. It was 2008. 
And our church, we were on a mission trip to Maharashtra. And our mission trip took us to different places in Maharashtra. As a team traveled, we went to the Ramabai Mukti Mission, which is, which is located in, in Pune. As we were looking at those places, it is one place where it's recorded that the Holy Spirit descended, just like we read in the Acts of the Apostles. And what is recorded there is that there was a mighty move of the Spirit. I mean, the Holy Spirit did come down. It came as it is recorded in the Acts of the Apostles with those same kind of evidence being manifested. As we looked at what was going on in that Mukti mission, one of our young men, he surprised me by making a declaration. And I was so surprised by what he said. We all were moved by what God had done there and how they had maintained that place and what they were currently doing. But this young man went much, much further. And this is what he said out aloud. He said, Pastor, I want to make a declaration that I and my offsprings, we will serve the Lord till the coming of the Lord Jesus. I mean, I was so surprised because for me at that point, it looked a little out of context. But after witnessing everything that God had done in the past, what he summarized from all these things and applied personally to his life was, I want to pray and I want to make a declaration myself and my offsprings, till the coming of the Lord Jesus, we would serve the Lord alone. Wow. I was moved and I was so surprised that someone from the team would actually think about it. It did not cross my mind, not in that setting. But you know, God has ways of dealing with us. And he always, in this life journey, leads us to places where we are given an opportunity to make a declaration of our faith. Listen what Joshua is saying. He's saying, as for me, praise the Lord. Meaning, it was a personal declaration. As for me, praise God. As for me, salvation following Jesus first and foremost, is a personal decision that we make. Praise the Lord. Everybody needs to have a one-on-one -on -one personal encounter with the Lord Jesus, which leads us to faith, which leads us to declare that I am going to serve Jesus all the days of my life. Praise the Lord. Long, long ago, Joshua had decided to serve the Lord, and this would continue on and on. Yes, he was on the Lord's side when a lot of people were not on the Lord's side. It was not just simply a once and all for decision. Listen, yes, 
we make a decision to follow the Lord one day. But it is not just simply that one day everything comes to its optimum height. Through our journey, there will be testings, trials, temptation that will test how strong our commitment to the Lordship of Jesus is. Joshua decided to serve Yahweh, the Lord, God. Hallelujah. It was a decision that he had made, but throughout the wilderness journey, he was tested and tried and pushed to the limits. We all know the history. Praise God. This is not at the beginning of his life, but towards the latter part of his life. Looking at a congregation, he is saying, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Praise God. At every point in our lives, at every crossroads of our lives, at every decision-making forks of our lives, we have to come to a decision. Praise the Lord. I will continue to serve the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. His choice to serve the Lord was a permanent choice. Praise the Lord. A personal choice. Praise God. Listen, as we travel in this Christian life, praise God. When test, trials, and temptation comes, which shakes our faith, you and I, we want to come out, uh, out in triumph. Praise the Lord. If that has to happen, we need to rely on the grace of the Lord and our commitment to the Lord each day, each event, each episode of our lives should go deeper and deeper. Praise the Lord. Then and then only can we, at the latter part of our lives, can make the same declaration Today, four of our dear ones have made a pledge of good conscience to the Lord, saying, we will serve the Lord Jesus throughout our lifetime, regardless of what would happen to us. Praise the Lord. That's the starting point. It is our prayer that they and us, all of us, will be found true and faithful all the days of our lives. Listen, what Joshua is saying. As for me and my household, as for me and mine, we all have our own minds. Hmm? As for me and mine. So I want you to come with me. If you were to put a, an embrace, a circle of embrace like this, okay? We'll start with a semicircle, but we're going to make it a complete circle of mine. Of what? M-I-N-E. Mine. And I want to ask yourself, in this complete circle of mine, as you embrace that which belongs to you, what is included in this circle? I want you to think for a minute. Think with me. If you were to embrace all that is yours, everything that is yours, what would be in that circle? 
You know, we are very picky and choosy as when we embrace our circle. I want to call it the circle of love. The circle of love. Do you have a circle of love? When was the last time you embraced those who belonged in that circle of love? When was the last time you put your arms around those that would be inclusive in that circle? Can you identify what belongs in that circle? Can you have it in your mind, run through your mind who's in that circle? Some would say it's my hubby. Some would say it's my honey. Some would say it's my money. For some, it's not the honey in there, it's their money in there. For some, the money has got in and pushed out the honey out. Yeah. We all have, who's in that circle? Who's in that circle? For some, it's their achain. For some, it's their molikuti. For some, it's my chachin. We all have somebody in there, right? What else do you have in that circle? Can you identify that? Who's in that circle? And I want to go one step further. What's in that circle? What is in that circle? And today, if there is anything occupying that circle that does not belong, push it out. Push it out. Because this is an exclusive circle. Now, if you have identified your circle, I want to take you one step further. How big is your circle? How big is your circle? Most of the people only have husband, wife, and children. That's it. That's it. That's all there is. But as Christians, as children of God, God wants us to expand our circle. Praise God. He wants to expand our circle of love. And if you were to expand your circle of love, who's going to be in that circle? How big would be your circle? Well, I'll tell you how big your circle is going to be. It's based on how big the love inside your heart is. Praise God. If it's the God's love that's occupying our heart, with time, our circle will keep widening. Praise the Lord. Amen. Our circle will keep widening. I told you, one day somebody shocked me. I've shared this before. It was one of my mom's prayer partners. She visited home and she was as she was walking out. And I think it was the Holy Spirit speaking to me. As she was stepping out, she looked back and she said, Pastor Finney, do you pray for me? That woman startled me. Honestly, I never prayed for her because I didn't know all of my mom's prayer partners. And then she said something. She said, you know, Please pray for people, even those who are not part of your church. I took that as a word from the Lord. Praise God. 
oftentimes we want to make our circle exclusive. But God wants us to make our circle wider and wider as the love of God takes over us. Praise the Lord. That's why the Bible says God so loved the world. Praise God. And Jesus said, go out into all the world and preach the gospel. Okay, coming back to Joshua. Joshua says, as for me and my household, mine household, we will do what? We will serve the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Listen, he's talking about me and my house. What is inclusive in the term house? Well, you have the father, the mother, or the husband, the wife, the children. But in the context of what Joshua is saying, his house or his household is inclusive of all that belongs to him, meaning the servants and everyone else who is in the household. Remember, God testified about Abraham. I know my servant Abraham would lead his household, not just Abraham and Sarah and Isaac alone, but everyone who is in the sphere of your influence. Who is in the sphere of your influence? What do you do with the sphere of your influence? Some people use their sphere of influence for negative things, for propagating harmful things. But as God's children, our sphere of influence should be used to propagate the will, the plan, and the purpose of God. And for that, you need to be in touch with the Lord. Praise the Lord. He's saying, as for me and my household. Praise the Lord. Now look at our families. It's a family day, right? Praise God. Our families. What does a family have? A family has a father, a mother, a children. As God has ordained in the scripture, every family should have a leader. Every family should have a leader. Who is the leader of an ideal family? A Bible-oriented family. Who is the leader? Say it. Church, say it. Who? I am hearing a lot of mumbles. Somebody say it very clear. Father. Father. Padre. Father. Pops. Daddy. Whatever you want to call him. Father. God ordained leader of every home as the scripture mandates, is the father of the house or the husband of the house. Praise the Lord. Husbands and fathers have been given the responsibility of providing spiritual leadership in our home. What does that include? Well, listen to this. One, as a spiritual leader, as a spiritual head of the house, he has to faithfully obey the commandments. In other words, the father has to first do what? Obey the word of God. Unless we obey God's word, we cannot lead our family into obeying the word of God. As a leader, we have to give 
priority to worship. Listen, one, obey God's word. Number two, priority. Give priority to worship. Giving priority to worship doesn't mean that we just say, oh, worship, worship. But taking practical steps that leads towards worship of God. That means worshiping, having a family altar in your home. Let me ask you, my friends, how many of you have an active family altar in your home? An active family altar in your home. If you don't have, you need to initiate one. If you do have, make sure that it is a consistent altar whereby prayer, the incense of prayer and praise rise from the altar up to heaven so that God's presence will be filling your home. Praise God. What kind of sounds fill your home? If you have an altar in your home, praise and thanksgiving will fill your house. Praise God. The aura of God's presence will fill your home. Praise God. That doesn't mean we would not have a challenges, but a family that prays. Praise God. They will experience the riches of God's presence. Praise God. Hallelujah. So giving priority to worship at home and bringing our offsprings and our family for a corporate worship in the house of God. And I believe and I pray as fathers that you will be taking such active step. Next is, make sure that you are committed to the word of God. Praise God. And prayer. See, as spiritual leaders of our home, we as husbands and fathers, we have to set the pace. Praise God. Giving glory to God, worshiping, reading God's word, and spending time in prayer. Folks, let me tell you. If your children can see you praying, shedding tears in the presence of God, Reading the scriptures, I'm telling you, it's going to impact their life. More than you saying a lot of things, that itself will impress upon the heart that your relationship to God is authentic. Praise God. Our kids watch us watching TV, watching Netflix, watching whatever other than that, make sure that, they, that you take time to spend time in the presence of Lord. It is going to create such a blessing in your life. As fathers, as husbands, we want to make sure that we have a sweet, loving speech and spirit. Praise God. One of the commandments to the father says, do not do what to your children? Do not do what to your children? Provoke them. KJV, I think it says, exasperate them. In other words, don't rub them off wrong. We all do it once in a while. 
But as leaders, as God ordered leaders, God wants the sweet spirit of speech, praise God, and our dealings to emanate from our lives, flow into our lives, which makes this bond loving and closer. Praise the Lord. So God has called us to be what? Leaders. Unfortunately, when we are out of touch with the Lord, what happens is many feel inadequate. Many feel inadequate to do these things. What? To lead worship, to read out the scripture, to sing a song, um, to lead worship, to teach God's word, to bring the children to church. Feel inadequate and insufficient. I want to tell you, Feeling inadequate does not relieve you of your God-ordained responsibility. Let me repeat it. Feeling inadequate does not relieve you of your God-ordained responsibility as a leader of your house. If any one of us are feeling inadequate, we should simply throw ourselves into the outstretched arms of the Lord and tell him, Jesus, I messed up in the past. I feel inadequate. I feel I'm not cut out to do this. But you know what God will do? He will pour grace on you. Because this is a calling. What? It's a calling to be fatherhood. It's a calling. Being a spiritual leader is a calling that God has placed upon our lives. And if he has placed that calling upon our lives, behind every calling comes the equipping. So what do we need to do? We need to position ourselves in the presence of the Lord. First of all, saying, Lord, I feel inadequate. I just feel as if I don't, I'm not cut out for this. You know, I never went to Sunday school. Yeah, I mean, even when I went to Sunday school, I was roaming around the church. I was in Dunkin' Donuts when the Sunday school was going on. When everybody else was being equipped. When everybody was being equipped in the Sunday school from nursery all the way up. I was busy roaming around. So I feel inadequate. Now that doesn't relieve you of your responsibility. So what do you need to do? You need to come back. And the longer and the further you have gone back, it takes time to come back, but it starts with the first step back. And I pray that this morning will be the first step back. That you will make a commitment. Lord, you know what? I've been hanging around in the, in, in, in the Dunkin' Donut and Starbucks when the Sunday school is going on. I'm going to make sure that I'm going to come and I will sit in the presence of the Lord. For some, what's being taught goes over their head. You know why it's going over their head? Why do you think it's going over their head? It's going over their head because they never sat under it. When there is a long lapse of not orienting ourselves with God's word, the meat of God, God's word goes over our head. So we need to come back. Pick the daily bread when you walk out. That's a good place to start. Praise the Lord. So we come to the Lord. Why? 
Because this home that God has given us is a divine school. It's what? It's a divine school. Every home is a divine school where God's timeless truth should be imparted. And the father, the leader should take an active role in it by reading God's word and taking time to talk about it. Praise God. It is also a battlefield. Listen. What belongs to you, what's within the circle of God, of the love that you have, they are not exempt from the assault of the enemy. Listen, 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 listen. Family is under attack, guys. Family is under attack. And this circle of love that we have has precious life in it. Those lives, they contain the plan and the design of God. You need to understand. When you see a child, every child that you look at, we need to have the eyes to see that God has a design for them. And that has to come to its fruition. It only comes to its fruition when there is love in our home and direction and guidance in our home. You know, the psalmist says, you know, the children, they are, sons are like, what are they? They are like arrows. Arrows where? In the archers. He takes it. This arrow has to be what? Positioned, directed, and released. Each of our children are arrows. That has to hit the target. That has to reach the God-ordained destiny. And if that has to happen, God gives them into our hands. Some are so little when they are born. Some are big babies. Some are little babies. But whether you are big or little, whether you are grown into seven feet or four feet, you are a lethal arrow, a potent weapon in the hands of God. And God gives them into our hands to fashion them, to chisel them, to make them sharp. And one day, God will use those arrows for His glory. Praise God. Can you look around and see your arrows sitting around? Amen. If they are around you, I wish that they were around you. Put your arms around them and thank God for the circle of love that God has given us. Praise God. So as families, God wants us to be doing what? Doing our part. Praise God. Hallelujah. We need to do what? We need to be consistent in pouring love into our homes. Praise God. Pouring love into your homes and make sure that our families are secure. It is not good enough that we do this. Many people think that feeding them burgers and Coke is good enough. No, that's just a little bit of it. As much as we pour love into them, we have to pour the word into them. Listen. I know we all give importance to academic excellence. 
Very good. With that, also give importance to the eternal word of God, which will secure a place for them with Jesus in eternity. Praise God. Now one word. We all live in this society. We as parents, we should be willing to fight. Fight what? Not with your brothers. Not with your sisters. Fight what? Fight the tactics, the schemes, and the device of the enemy. Because he's constantly brewing plans against us. We need to first of all secure the circle by pleading the blood of Jesus upon those who are within the circle. We plead the blood of Jesus upon those who are within our circle. One. Number two. We fortify the circle by applying God's truth. Praise God. It is not only prayer and applying the blood of Jesus. We put God's word in them which equips them to become fighters. Listen. It is not only good that you fight. You also have to equip your children to fight. It is not only good that we love God. We have to make sure that our children and those who are within our circle of love would love. Praise the Lord. So there is a passive step and there is an active step. Praise the Lord. Passive, we defend our circle. Active, we make sure that the enemy, praise the Lord. There are times when you have to Go out and hit him so that he doesn't come back. Okay, let me move on. As we live in this society, there might be single parents. Praise the Lord. There are single parents in our society. Whatever the reasons are that you have become a single parent, it's not what we are discussing here. If you are a single parent, I want to tell you something. When you come in the presence of God, you tell him, Lord, I am off place. And the provision of things that you have put, I am off place. Your word ordains that the father should be the head. But the father figure is not in place. He's M-I-A. You know what the Lord does? He equips you. Praise God. He bestows on you grace and strength. To carry on a double load. What's a double load? Double load. You're taking, you're carrying the load of two people. Praise God. I've seen single mothers rear their children and bring them up to greatness. You know how it's possible? It's possible when they trust the Lord and they confess Lord saying, Lord, I need grace. They struggle. They work hard. Praise God. They do what they should do, and they do what the Father should do. And they struggle, but they overcome, because God also pours grace on them. So, if there are any single parent in the house, I want you to cheer up. Don't give up. Praise God. God can equip you to fulfill the role that God wants you to do. Praise the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Listen, it's a transition. I want you to see the transition. As for me and mine, we. So the transition is from M-E to we, W-E. 
I want you to look at it carefully. In your mind, draw or write a me and a we. It's a transition from me to we. Praise God. This transition takes time, energy, commitment for us to go from me to we. I think that there are people here who have made that commitment as far as myself, me. I'm going to serve the Lord. But I want you to, I want you to enlarge that circle. And this morning, you should be able to say, we. Can you say we? Can you say we? Praise the Lord. Every parent ear should say, it's not only me who is serving the Lord. We will serve the Lord. Praise God. We will serve the Lord. Praise God. That's not a very easy transition from me to we. It is not accidental. Neither it is spontaneous. It is the end result of hard work, commitment, devotion, dedication to the Lordship of Jesus, who is the creator of homes and families, and our love and devotion to our spouses and to our family. But when we are consistent, we are able to move, slide from we to me. Praise the Lord. He's saying, we will do what? We will do what? We will serve the Lord. Praise God. Service is not easy. You know, in my interactions with people in the church and outside, I talk to people and we, we reach out to people for service. And it's very interesting. There are some people who would say, you know, yeah, I'm available, I'm available, I'm available. I'm available in an advisory capacity. There are many believers who are available in advisory capacity. Now, advice, there is a place to it. There are experienced people who should give advice, and we are not belittling that at all. But if service to us is only in an advisory capacity, can you imagine? That's where they say there are many chiefs and very few, very few, Ah, many chiefs and very few Indians. Everybody wants to be a chief. Everybody wants to be an advisor. But nobody wants to serve. But Joshua is saying, I am not only just going to be an advisor. I'm going to do what? I will serve. And I will show. And those who are in my ring of influence they will follow my path. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes. So God is calling each and every one of us to a faithful service. It begins at home. Many don't want to serve at home, but they want to serve at church. So God wants us to serve Him. Praise God. Spiritual achievement can only take place when it is appropriated by due determination and dedication to the Lordship of Jesus. These guys had a challenge. 
they had a challenge. Their challenge was a very unique challenge. You know what their challenge was? Between serving God and following God, they had challenge. Do you know what their challenge was? What was it? Pagan worship around them. Pagan worship around them. No, Joshua gleans from the history. He says, beyond the river, your forefathers, they worship the idols. And when you were in Egypt, you worship the idols. And now that God has brought you to this promised land, some of you still are worshiping the idols. And that is a topic in itself. I'm going to bring to light next week. But this morning, I want you to look. Can you make a commitment? As for me and my household. Where are you in the transition between me and we? How far have you come? How big is your circle of love? What's included in the circle of love? Who is in the circle of love? Do you have those anything or anyone within the circle of love that does not belong there? I'll pick on it next week. Because it's part of what Joshua says. But the commitment starts with us, individual, personally. Can you look at your family and ask yourself, what is the vision for my family? The psalmist once penned it like this. Lord, thou art our dwelling place. From one generation. Woo! Think about that. Lord, you, thou art our dwelling place from one generation to another. Don't be content with having God as our dwelling place for ourselves. We need to make sure that the next generation, that the next generation, that the next generation will continue to serve the Lord. All eyes closed. All eyes closed. It's time for us for a time of commitment. Just a moment with the Lord. I want to ask you, what's the vision for your family? Do you have one? What do you envision about your family? Are you active? Can you say, Lord, I don't want to be just me making a commitment. I want it to be a we. And if it's going to be a we, I make a commitment this morning that I as a father, I as a husband, I as a mother, I as a wife, I will fulfill my commitment to my family and to the Lordship of Jesus. If you are that person, I want you to just slide your hands up as we are going to pray for you. Father, we thank you and we praise you.
We commit our dear ones into your hands. Lord, fatherhood is a calling. Being a leader is a calling. Having a supportive role in the home is a calling. Motherhood is a calling. With the calling comes the equipping. And I pray that you would equip my dear brothers and my dear sisters in the name of Jesus. Equip them. Energize them. Empower them. Enable them to fulfill their God-ordered and ordained role within their homes. May we all find ourselves due, diligent in what has been entrusted to us. We pray that the arrows that are given into our hands will be polished, will be prepared to be released in God's timing to God's target. May we be diligent in that arena. Father, I pray that you would expand our circle of love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.